Hello, I'm Matthew Harris. And I'm Chloe Seaton, and you're listening to The Veil This Week from Bro Radio. In this week's edition, we'll discuss growing concerns around anti-social behaviour in Barry Town Centre. Dispersal order ran until midday on Wednesday the 22nd, following a number of incidents over the weekend, including two delivery vans being set alight. We'll speak to Mark Henderson, Inspector for Southwest Police in Barry, and put some of the questions from local businesses directly to him. Meanwhile, do you know a great chef? Well, Come Dine With Me is looking for contestants for his upcoming series of the show. From Cardiff and the Vale area, we'll speak to one of the show's producers about what they are looking for. And Nathan will speak to a group of dads in Barry who run Metally Dads as they look to increase their membership with a series of activities aimed to get dads talking about their mental health. Plus, we'll take a look at our regular local news, sports and events in the county. The Vale This Week on Bro Radio. Now, let's get a round of the top news stories being read via broradio.fm over the last week. The owner of Barry Island's Pleasure Park, Henry, Henry Danter, is planning on building Henry Danter's holiday camp, saying, I can't bring Butlins back, but I can start again. Whilst many have come out in support of increased accommodation for holidaygoers in Barry, other residents have raised concerns the land in question is next to Teahabin Children's Hospice. A new care home in Wenvo is set to create 100 local jobs. Based on Port Road, the lodge is set to open this summer, providing residential nursing and dementia care. 70 ensuite rooms will be built, along with a range of facilities such as a gym, cinema, beauty salon and dining rooms. The operators of Glen Burnie Lodge are inviting people interested in working at the new complex to get in touch. Media Trust Farm are rebuilding their community cafe. Based just off Five Mile Lane, Media Trust Farm has been a countryside sanctuary for disadvantaged and vulnerable people since 1992. Speaking with Bro Radio, Managing Director Karen Turnbull said, We've always had a cafe, but now the building is in real need of tender, loving care. The cafe offers an ideal opportunity for young people to learn barista training and food hygiene skills. Fair Trade Fortnight will be marked with a series of events across Barry and the Vale of Glamorgan. Food tasting sessions will be held along with a mayor's coffee morning, a quiz night and a promotion tie-in at Jenner Park. Fair Trade Barry, organised by the town council, say the fortnight is an opportunity to highlight how farmers and workers across the world can be supported to produce food in an ethical and sustainable way and be paid properly for their work. You can find out about all of these stories, plus submit your own local news at broradio.fm forward slash news. There is so much to discover in the Vale of Glamorgan with lovethevale.wales. Find vibrant, brilliant and highly skilled high streets, side streets and home enterprises, remarkable restaurants, friendly well-stocked bars, pubs and trendy night spots. Adrenaline-filled, family-friendly days out or those places to sit back, relax and simply enjoy a good book. Whether you're a local or a visitor, start your discovery now at lovethevale.wales. You're listening to Bro Radio's Vale this week. Now, a dispersal notice has been in place in Barrytown Centre in recent days following a spate of disturbances involving youths over the weekend. Incidents include an arson attack on Sunday night, which saw two Iceland delivery vans set alight by arsonists, a number of shop fronts being smashed. Antisocial behaviour has been ongoing battle for traders and businesses in the area, but what's being done to mitigate the problem? Mark Henderson is the Inspector for South Wales Police in Barry, 
and spoke to Nathan Spachman earlier today. Mark, tell us a little bit about what happened over the weekend in Barry that led to the 48-hour dispersal order being issued. OK, well, as you may well be aware, um, there's been a little bit of... Well, not a little bit. There's been some antisocial behaviour in and around the Halton Road area. Um, on Sunday night, it culminated in, in quite a serious incident where two vans belonging to Iceland were set on fire. Um, a telephone box was damaged with a, a scaffolding pole um, and there was a group of youths sort of um, threatening people and, and causing harassment, alarm and distress to anyone in the area. Um, so because of this escalation in what's happening in Holton Road, um, I've put on what's called a Section 35 dispersal order. What that does is that gives us the power to require people to leave the location prior to any sort of antisocial behaviour or any offences being committed. So it's a prevention measure um, to allow us to stop offences from happening. And we've seen these dispersal orders issued across the region to deal with similar incidents in recent years. So this one has come to an end. In terms of, for uh, on a police perspective, in terms of the local communities, do they make a difference or do they push people away from those areas? How do they tend to work in terms of solving issues like this? Well, when, when, especially when it's involving youth, if we require a youth to, to leave the area, um, we'll generally end up taking them home or getting their parents to come to the police station and meet us there so we can actually you know, get to the root of the problem and, and inform their parents what they're doing because the solution to this really sits in with the parents uh, knowing where their kids are, who they're with and what they're up to. Um, there is a, a possibility of it being dispersed to another, another area, um, but we do use them quite regular and we're aware of this, so we do make sure um, that we, we're aware, to, uh, sorry, alive to the fact that if you know, problems are moved, that we can move our policing resources to those areas. And we know now the 48-hour dispersal order, that's over, that's finished. What work is now being undertaken by your officers and in the community to deter future issues from this appearing in the town centre area? Well, the dispersal order has finished, but it's something I can put back on at any time. So it is, it's under constant review. Um, so the sort of plan around this and what we have done already, because obviously it's a problem that's been going on for some time, the, the local authority partners, they've ensured that the CCTV in the area is now fully operational. It's now monitored 24-7. Um, it links in with the police control room. And the staff in the CCTV office can speak to officers direct out on the patch. So if officers aren't in these locations, because sometimes it's not always possible to put officers in certain locations just in case something happens. But that's the, the, um, the beauty of the CCTV is someone's monitoring it and they can call us there if any sort of youth gather. So we've got that. Um, there's additional patrols have been arranged. We've been supported from Cardiff. So we've had um, the, the um, units from Cardiff also coming over in headquarters to provide extra visibility in the areas. Uh, we're working with our local partners, including the local authority, education and other diversionary teams um, to, I would say, target, to, to deal with some of the children most likely to be involved in incidents of antisocial behaviour to sort of prevent that and to divert them into other activities. Obviously, this week is half term, which is always very challenging. Um, but as I've said, we've had that commitment from uh, Cardiff to assist us and, and do those extra patrols. Um, and really, just want to sort of reassure people that, you know, we are aware of the issue and we are working to resolve this. Um, any sort of issues like this involving children are a bit more complicated to deal with than if it was adults, because um, obviously they are children and you have to deal with them in, in a certain way. Um, compared to what you would do normally with adults. 
And you mentioned that you're working with businesses. We've been spoken to some of the local businesses around the area to put some of their questions to you. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Pullen is from Specsavers. He says the issues tend to be the people who are too young to be dealt with as an adult. What's been done to stop people using this as an excuse to be antisocial in the area? Yeah, well, it, it, you know, he's quite, he's quite right there. And that, that is a problem to over, overcome. Um, because, you know, if an adult was to, to behave in a certain manner, you'd be able to put them before the court. Um, and you're talking you know, the sanctions from the court, but with children, it's 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 proven from all sorts of research that to engage a child in the criminal justice system doesn't prevent further offending. So you know this is not my area of expertise, obviously, but our partner agencies um, work with them, work with the families um, to uh, get them to understand the effect they're having on their local community um, and to give them other activities to do. Um, so that they won't be involved in antisocial behaviour um, or, or you know, minor, minor sort of criminal offences. And probably going to get a similar answer with this one. Carrie of Carrie's Deli says that many of these young people are repeat offenders. What consequences are there to their actions? Is there no way they can kind of be involved in the community to understand um, those consequences in more detail? They, they have been. Um, obviously, speaking to the local authority um, and the um, Youth Justice Service, They've conducted several uh, community resolutions. So there have been um, traders and people from the area who have come to the justice, the youth justice panel and have spoken to the kids and have let them know the effect they're having on them. Um, so you know, the, the child really picks up on the effect they're having. Uh, th this has been successful in some cases. Um, unfortunately, it, it hasn't in others. And Stuart Winnell of Awesome Wales says, uh, why isn't more being done with young adults that are already in their anti-social behaviour programme? He says police know who they are and what they do, but they seem powerless to sometimes stop things before they happen. Uh, when he and other businesses have reached out for help and asked questions, it sometimes feel that they just get a shrug of, shrug, shrug of the shoulders. Yeah, do you know, I, I absolutely feel their frustrations there. Um, but like I said, you know, criminalising children doesn't prevent offending. So to try and criminalise children at an early stage, you know, won't help solve the problem. Um, but I totally get their frustrations. You know, it is a um, long-term problem solve um, that needs to be needs to be done. But you know, I can I can assure you that my my partners, you know, are really working towards this because you know our partners and myself, you know, we we live in amongst this community. We're amongst this community, and we just want to see that the community is safe. And if any residents or businesses have concerns about anything they're seeing or maybe want to raise questions with yourselves, how can they get in touch with South Wales Police and make a report? Right, there's several different ways. You can do it online, you can phone 101, or obviously if there's criminal offences happen, like damages being caused or threats are being made, then use the 999 system. Um, you know, these issues aren't just in Holton Road itself. Um, you know, we do have um, other areas that are suffering from ASB and including Holton Road and surrounding it. People need to make sure they're reporting what is happening because if we don't have a realistic picture of what's going on, then we can't ensure an appropriate re response because often I'll speak to people locally and they'll tell me of problems that you know, I wasn't actually aware of and that's because they say, well, there's no point reporting it because nothing's going to happen. Well, I get the frustration, but if we don't know that things are going on, we, we certainly won't be able to respond to it. Um, I'd, I'd also sort of like to, to make a plea to parents to know where your children are, who they're with and what they're doing. Um, because, you know, you know, as a parent myself, I can imagine that to get a call from the police to tell you that your son or your daughter has been arrested for damage or 
theft or disorder in, in, in a public place you know, is not a good call to have. Um, and also just want to say that if you, know, if you do get a call from the police to say, look, your child has been involved in antisocial behaviour, you know, can you please take it in the spirit that it's meant, which is to protect the communities and to prevent children from becoming criminalised due to a lack of early intervention? It's important to remember that, you know, not all groups of youths are causing antisocial behaviour. The majority of the kids in the area are behaving in an appropriate manner, not causing any harassment, alarm and distress to anybody. But it's just a small minority that are clearly intent on committing that ASB. And sometimes they take... Um, the other children along in, in their ride, if you know what I mean. Still to come on The Veil this week, we'll find out about a series of local events run by a group of dads who look to bring local men to celebrate fatherhood and support each other's mental health. Plus, do you know someone who thinks they are a top cook? Well, Channel 4's Come Dine With Me is looking for applicants for its upcoming new series. We'll find out what they are looking for with a series producer, Ellen Johnson. Where is the map? I think got it, Captain. I swear to you on my life. <laughs> Well, that's a very appropriate choice of language now, ain't it, Jimmy? Skin him alive. No! Come and see Treasure Island at the Paget Rooms in Panath on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of March. Go to ticketsource.co.uk forward slash pods to get your tickets now, or I'll come and find you. Yo, ho, oh, ho, oh, and a bottle of rum. You're listening to The Vale this week. Let's take a look at some of the events taking place in the days to come in the Vale of Glamorgan. The Lowdown with Chris Davis Estate Agents, a local family-run company serving the Vale of Glamorgan for five decades. Let our family move your family. Find out more at chris-davis.co.uk. So if you love comedy, why not pop down to the Memo Arts Centre on Glastonbury and Barry to the Comedy Club this Thursday, the 23rd of February. The scene behind the brilliant McCuntleth Comedy Festival and Aberystwyth Comedy Festival bring their much-loved comedy club to the Memo Arts each month. You must be over the age of 16 to attend. Tickets are available via memoartcentre.co.uk. And the Good Sheds in Barry are holding a tarot card reading event with Lee Petulengro on Friday the 24th of February. Mini tarot card readings cost £35 and full tarot card readings cost £50. Barry War Museum at Barry Island Station presents an evening of the Victorian Barry Experience by local councillor and historic expert Nick Hodges. Admission is free and the museum is open throughout. It's taking place on Thursday the 23rd of February at 7pm. The Vale of Wanderer Treasure Hunt continues. A Harry Potter wand has been to 10 locations across the Vale of Glamorgan, with photos taken in each. Visit each location before the 26th to complete an online quiz for your chance to win a replica wand and a two-day trip to London at Harry Potter World. Find out more at visitthevale.com. Nature Tales is a special four-part series of events run by Green Squirrel for Panath in Bloom. Come along and listen to fantastical stories about the world around you, learn new skills and experience nature in amazing new ways. Activities are suitable for children ages four to nine. Each workshop will last around one hour. Taking place at West House Community Garden. Find out more at visitthefail.com. St. David's Day is just around the corner and you can join in with join-in pop-up celebrations along Windsor Road and Station Approach, Panath to celebrate St. David's Day. Enjoy street entertainers, live music, Welsh cakes and more from 11am to 4pm. With a range of businesses get involved with everything from calls lunch, free Welsh cakes, glass-making sessions, local makers and so much more. Find out more at visitthevale.com. Or if it's a St. David's Day walk is more your thing, 
join Chris Jones for a guided bilingual walk around the Ogmore by Sea area in the Vale of Glamorgan to celebrate our patron saint's day. A chance to walk, meet people and to enjoy this wonderful area with guest speakers, visits, Welsh food and drink and a few surprises all on St David's Day. Book tickets for the event via visitthevale.com. And if you've got an event to share with us here on The Vale this week and Bro Radio, don't forget to submit your event details via lovethevale.wales where you can also find out more about the events taking place across the county. There is so much to discover in the Vale of Glamorgan with lovethevale.wales. Find vibrant, brilliant and highly skilled high streets, side streets and home enterprises, remarkable restaurants, friendly well-stocked bars, pubs and trendy night spots. Adrenaline-filled, family-friendly days out or those places to sit back, relax and simply enjoy a good book. Whether you're a local or a visitor, start your discovery now at lovethevale.wales. You're listening to The Vale this week here on Brew Radio. Now, we know men's mental health has been a big topic in recent years, particularly for local dads, with the thank of Metalli Dads. They've launched their Let There Be Talk Festival, supporting fatherhood with a series of events between March and September of this year. I'm joined now by Hugh and Di, two of the members of the group. Tell us a little bit about Metalli Dads and how things all came about. Uh, yeah, so Metallic Dads is um, a a group of dads. We love metal. Um, clues in the name, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's mainly a group of us who look to get together to talk about mental health, rock music, and all aspects of fatherhood, and just have a nice time together, really. Our main, as I say, our main crux is fatherhood, metal, and... Um, mental health and mental health is really important for us uh, because we're all very much from a background where we've all experienced mental health and it's, the statistics are huge on fatherhood and male mental health um, so we all we feel that they're supporting our brothers uh, in fatherhood is really important and Hugh you're one of the founders of Matali Dads how important was the whole concept of fatherhood and being together in terms of setting up this group and getting things off the ground? Yeah, um, just from my own personal experience, um, definitely speak on behalf of myself, and this might ring true for many fathers out there, but especially when uh, you have children, you know, late 20s, sort of arguably any age, I suppose, you sort of feel this automatic type of dad guilt where now your role is dad, 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 and, you know, you're not obviously supposed to meet your mates, you're now in robot dad mode and when sort of dads get that ratio wrong like i did you end up losing a lot of your own identity you uh, end up not doing the things that used to make you you and that type of thing and that this rings true with uh, mothers as well so this isn't a group to rival motherhood in any way shape and form again as di was saying it's a network or a brotherhood guys just to get together and you know make new friendships so what makes metali dads uh, specifically unique uh, just like lots of dads or men's groups that uh, exist all over Wales specifically, it's really important to have a theme as your escapism to have uh, to talk about anything other than fatherhood and mental health, just so you can then get in that comfortable, um, yeah, just comfortable vibe with other people. And then when you realise, you know, you feel now at ease that you can trust this person to talk about something a bit more serious, you can because you've sort of broken the ice over this one topic and our niche theme is you know rock and heavy metal and alternative music because uh, though it might be niche um you know i'm sure 
almost every person on, on earth probably likes at least one Bon Jovi or ACDC song, and that's a tenuous link enough to join the group. So yeah, we think uh, having a niche theme is actually um, a good thing because um, it makes it quite uh, an inclusive network. And as we approach March now, you're working on a new event. It's a festival, kind of a series of events over the next couple of months aimed at bringing men together in the Barry area. Tell us a little about how the idea of this festival came about off the back of what you've been doing so far. Yeah, sure. No problem. So the name of this festival is the Let There Be Talk Festival, or in Welsh we say Stimshom Isharat. And um, this has actually been made possible by a, a comic relief grant, which we won last year. So the original plan actually in Barry was uh, to use uh, a venue as prestigious as the Memo and do a, a massive one-day festival. But as we sort of were trying to nail down the details, we realised that it might not be the mess, the best measurable event to measure if we've actually gotten through to new dads and if we've even hewed new members. So it would have been easier to basically do um, smaller events over a longer period of time. So basically, the Let There Be Talk Festival, in a nutshell, is a six-month series of events which starts on St. David's Day next week in Barry Rugby Club on Merthyr Devon Road. Uh, in the evening, we've got free cowl and Welsh cake Sundays available, including vegan options for our members. And then we're going to be doing things over a six-month period up until September, things like um, bad film and pizza nights, cinema trips, family outings, mini-golf, grub and games nights, attending local gigs, free beer tasting. We'll have a summer barbecue over down in Fourth Kerry Park, uh, things like quiz nights, classic game console nights, um, killer pool, just sort of a little bit of everything to sort of tap into the imagination and enjoyment of lots of different type of alternative dads, whether that's the metal ants, whether that's the, the 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 comic book collector, or whether if that is the PlayStation uh, 4 uh, gamer. You can tell I know nothing about gaming. I don't even know PlayStation 4 or so 3. But, but uh, again, it's... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure some people will be shouting at the radio like, oh, this PlayStation's MD, what's wrong with you? <laughs> So um, basically, um, yeah, so um, we're trying to do a bit of everything just to sort of um, just try and tap into the interest of lots of different kind of dads because a lot of guys might have anxiety and they not want, might not want to go to a local gig. Uh, they might not want to go to a board games night, but they might absolutely love pool and then killer pool might be something they'd definitely be up for because, that, again, that's their escapism. That's the, something they, they enjoy then be able to interact uh, with the other guys. So that's sort of the idea. And it's just going to be a really fun uh, thing for lots of local dads in the area uh, to be uh, meeting us over. We are going to be mainly Barry focused, but we've got quite a lot of members in the South Wales Valleys, in Cardiff, in Bridgend area, and sort of Ebervale and Newport. So we're going to be trying to stretch outside of Barry as well, but mainly Barry and the Vale is going to be the uh, yeah the main focus. Well, it sounds like a great series of events. If anyone's listening to this, wants to find out more or come along to the first event, where do they do and what are the details? So we're, we're um, available on our Facebook group, um, which is um, Italian Dads. Uh, you can always get in touch with us on there. Um, and here you can go, yeah, go through the events. Yeah, sure. So on our website, www.metallidads.org. There will be information being fed uh, onto the website slowly over the next few weeks about the events we've got coming up. The launch event is on St. David's Day next week, so week tomorrow, Wednesday the 1st of March, from around 
at uh, Barry Rugby Club. So it will be, um, this is going to be family flexible. It will be a dance and family event for those who want to attend. But for those who are going to attend, if you can uh, uh, reserve a space via our website, there will be an event there just so you know how many uh, to be catering for as we will be physically catering for people there. So Brilliant. Well, it sounds like a great series of events. I'm sure lots of people are going to come along to those. Hugh and Di, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. Yes. Where is the map? I ain't got it, Captain. I swear to you on my life. <laughs> well, that's a very appropriate choice of language now, ain't it, Jimmy? Skin him alive. <laughs> come and see Treasure Island at the Paget Rooms in Penarth on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of March. Go to ticketsource.co.uk forward slash pods to get your tickets now, or I'll come and find you. Yo, oh, oh, and a bottle of rum. You're listening to The Veil this week from Bro Radio, so I'm here with Ellen Johnson, a producer of Come Dine With Me, who is searching for contestants in Cardiff and the surrounding areas for the upcoming series of the show on Channel 4. For people who don't know, what is Come Dine With Me? So Come Dine With Me is a fabulous show on Channel 4 where dinner party guests get round a table and essentially compete to become the winner of the show where we are looking for the best dinner party hosts in the area. Um, And we're filmed across five nights and it's five nights of dinner parties and guests will vote on, on who has the best dinner party and they can compare how each other fare on things like ambiance, entertainment, food and menus, but ultimately it's a fun opportunity for guests to get together, vote the best dinner party host, but also have a great week of meals and fun recipes to cook in their own homes. Now, the UK is a very big place. There's a lot of dining rooms there ready to be taken. Uh, Why did you decide you wanted to film uh, here in, in Cardiff and its surrounding areas? So we have been to Cardiff before and there's never anything like coming to see what what this area has to offer. And, you know, we know that the Welsh can bring the best meals and also bring the most fun dinner parties as well. We have always had a brilliant time coming to Cardiff and the surrounding areas and filming over there that we just can't wait to come again and see lots of new and fun and fantastic applicants uh, coming to apply for the show. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will wonder, what type of people are you looking for to take part? We are looking for people in the Cardiff and surrounding areas who are fun, who are confident, who have fun and interesting stories to offer. You've got to be chatty. We want you to be able to hold a conversation, but ultimately we want people to have a good time. And it helps if you've got a knack for home cooking. We're not looking for professional chefs by any means, but if you enjoy making a nice home cooked recipe at home, that's always going to help us as well because we love people that have a passion for cooking at home. But ultimately we want people who have great personalities and interesting stories to come and take part. You've spoken a bit there about what makes a a good contestant, but if people are hesitant about applying they don't know what it involves what would you say to encourage them to sending application anyway so for people who aren't initially sure about applying for the show it is a really interesting opportunity to take part in because you're going to make new friends around the dinner party table whether it's people in your local area 
or just like-minded people that have interesting personalities. It's all about coming together and hosting in your home. If, if hosting dinner parties is something that you've always enjoyed or perhaps something that through, you know, lockdown you've got interested in, in cooking, this is a chance to share those skills or perhaps pick up some new skills along the way. And we help you with our casting team in all of that. If you have any hesitations or inquiries, we're sort of here to help you along that process of coming on board with us. But it's a really, really fun and exciting week to take part in. And what's better than, than to fly your flag for the local area and show yourself on, on television doing so? And uh, just one out of interest for me, how many people do you usually get applying for a certain, you know, Cardiff area, for example? So it can be anything, you know, from 100 to sort of 500. It really depends on the interest that we have. You know, we find that uh, in the Cardiff area, it's always been really popular and we do have a great rapport with people in the area and we've been to various different places um, across Wales. And this time, you know, we're deciding to return back to Cardiff. So at the moment, you know, we've got a great set of applications coming in and, you know, it's not so much about the numbers as such. We're really looking for those great applications and fun characters to come and take part. Um, but yeah, it's five, we're looking for five contestants. So that's all that we we need at the end of the filming day. But it could be anything from in the hundreds to applying to the thousands. Well, Ellen, it sounds brilliant. Um, if someone's listening to this thinking, I want to apply, uh, what's the deadline for, for applications? So applications for the Cardiff series of Come Dine With Me are going to be closing on April the 9th. We are going to be starting filming on the 17th of April through till the 21st of April. So you will need to be available and be based in the Cardiff and surrounding areas during that week. Uh, and, you know, if you want to apply, you can follow us on Instagram at C4 Come Dine With Me. And you can also email us at cdwm at multistory.tv if you'd like to apply well ellen thank you so much for joining us and we hope you uh hope you get some really interesting and great contestants from from our area thank, thank you, ellen. you so much this is the veil this week from bro radio still to come we'll round up the latest local sport with gareth including crucial wins for both Vale teams in the Cymru South. There is so much to discover in the Vale of Glamorgan with lovethevale.wales. Find vibrant, brilliant and highly skilled high streets, side streets and home enterprises, remarkable restaurants, friendly well-stocked bars, pubs and trendy night spots. Adrenaline-filled, family-friendly days out or those places to sit back, relax and simply enjoy a good book. Whether you're a local or a visitor, start your discovery now at lovethevale.wales. You're listening to The Veil This Week from Bro Radio. Now, there's just enough time left to check up with our local football and rugby teams. And to do that, we are joined by our sports editor, Gareth Joy. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Matt. Hello, Chloe. So, Gareth, first to the Cymru South. And we said it before, but we're going to keep saying it. But Barrytown United are on court for the title, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are, especially after this past week. I mean, six points uh, from their last two games. Starting off uh, against uh, Cambian and Cluddoch on Saturday, a 4-2 win there. In fact, three goals in a seven-minute stretch, which saw the leaders come from behind to attain their long gap at the top of the table, which was just eight points at that point, at which point uh, Captain K. McGlaggen taking his tally for the season to 23 goals for the second half race. In fact, he's now scored 99 goals in well over, well, nearly, in fact, 180 appearances for the club. So we're getting on, approaching a bit of a milestone there, it must be added. 
And then just on Tuesday night, uh, they beat Tafswell 1-0. It wasn't as quite as an easy ride as they might have expected. It was a pretty spirited performance from the hosts at Kriodar, but Callum Sainsby scored the only goal of the game uh, for Lee Kendall's side on 58 minutes. So they're now 11 points clear of their nearest rivals, Bristol Ferry Lansowell. There's eight games to go this season. As it stands, both two teams have played the same number of games, 22. Bristol Ferry back in action on Saturday. Barry have got the weekend off until next Tuesday when they entertain Boston Club and this Hill Albion's 7.30 kickoff at Jenner Park. And things are looking up for Flanswick Major too. In fact, they enjoyed probably their biggest win of the season so far. Absolutely, Chloe. A big scalp, in fact, over Flanessi Talon. Something that I reckon Barry would have welcomed as well because Flanessi have been considered one of the pace setters throughout the season. And uh, Flanswick, of course, uh, have been fighting to stay up rather than defend their title. But they took a big stride to secure in their place in the second tier for next season. Stephen McCarvey-Campbell's men travelled Stephanie Park off the back of three wins on the bounce while the hosts were looking to close in on the top two in the table. And then on a rainy night in Flanesley, they went in front with an impressive long-range effort from James Powie after 29, 25 minutes. Landswitz, they never gave up. Gave up. They equalised on 81 minutes. Nathan Evans with only his second goal at senior level. And then William Francis O'Bain grabs the winner in the sixth minutes of added time. There is something about the 96 minute, but I'm a Rexon fan. Uh, Lanswick then remains seventh in the table, but they are now 10 points clear of the drop zone. And of course, the league campaign ends in its final third with Lanswick at home against Carmarthen next Saturday. And speaking of the closing stages of the season, one other piece of news, the season has in fact been extended for a further two weeks by the FAW to accommodate a backlog of postponed fixtures. So Bowie are going to be at home to Avonlea on the 15th of April. Uh, Lanswick's home fixture of Britain Ferry, that's on April Fool's Day, uh, followed by their postponed visit to Undertale Albion's on the 15th of April. And uh, all games on the final day of the season, they were choose to be played on Easter Monday. They'll now be played on the 22nd of April. You can find full details at broradio.fm. And let's... End on rugby, leaving aside the crisis facing the game uh, nationally. Our local teams returned to action this weekend. Indeed, it did. And uh, for the Bombers at Bowie, it was one that got away uh, a match they could have so easily won at Cambian Welfare in the Admiral League. They went down by 12 points to eight. Our correspondent, Ken Watkins, telling us they enjoyed most of the possession and the territory in an entertaining game, but crucial hours in vital areas. Uh, proved costly, restricting them to just a losing bonus point in the end. 12-8 the final score there. Uh, Dennis Powers also came close, but again, it was one that got away for them as well. They lost 19-16. Perhaps Poff, Harley Quinn's Lanterick Major in Division 4 went down 16 points to 5 at Tom Revile. Sunny Sports, another whitewash for them in Division 5, going down 52-0 at Trevor Cloud. Better news in the Women's League for Old Panathians. They uh, beat Kilvenev Poff on Sunday by 56 points to 17. I should tell you as well that Bowie are back in action on Friday night for a change against Rubina. That's been held at the Cardiff University pitch in Sam Rebney, a 7.15 kickoff. At least we can say that is one game that should go ahead this weekend. That's your lot. Thanks, Gareth, and thank you for listening to The Veil this week. This programme is all about the stories 
issues and events affecting the towns and villages that make up the Vale of Glamorgan. If you have something you'd like us to feature, get in touch via Vale this week at broradio.fm or get in touch with us via social media. The Vale this week returns to Bro Radio on Wednesday night from 7pm or you can find us anytime, wherever you grab your podcasts. Thanks for listening.